0: What's up, everybody? And welcome to the first and debut episode of KJPWP. I'm your host, Kieran. And this week, I'm just going to go for a quick breakdown of everything that's happened in the world of wrestling. So we start off Monday with Raw. Uh, A lot of tag team action. Nothing really fantastic to talk about with it. I think the biggest highlight was the rematch between... Jesus, the rematch between Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman versus T-Bar and Mace. Uh, The first match finished with a count out because McIntyre ended up clotheslining Strowman, which later on led to a singles match between Strowman and McIntyre where uh, Strowman managed to Convince Adam Pearce if he won, he got added to the WWE title match at WrestleMania Backlash. Strowman then went on to beat McIntyre in that match. So now we've got a triple threat match at Backlash, which I personally believe is a way for Lashley to retain. uh, Strowman to take the fall and Lashley and McIntyre at a later event because it doesn't harness McIntyre momentum. We also had a lot of touches, so we saw the New Day and Priest versus the Ms. Morrison and you know, in the team partner was. Um this led to the week before tomorrow gate as I like to call it. Uh, Tomatoes being thrown around, which I think is a bit weird. WWE trying to be a bit more trivial with their stuff, I guess. Um, Not really much to really say about Raw. There's a reason its ratings are lower than ever. Um, Unfortunately, I believe they're not putting the product on that the fans want to see. But they have just a new Booker slash producer Jason Jordan. So congrats to Jason Jordan. Hopefully we'll start to see some amazing stuff come from those. And in all honesty, I think it will be a bit of fresh air, a bit of new spark that Raw needs to try and draw more people in. On another talking point I want to bring up from Raw, we haven't seen Omas and AJ since... They won the titles at Mania. Uh, for me, that's a bit of disheartening. There's rumors that Creative haven't got anything for them to do. I personally believe that was a silly choice for them then if they had to do Wycombe title in the first place. Um, but there's also other rumors that Mass is injured. I haven't seen any updates on Omas being injured and I haven't. Heard about OMAS being injured. But again, some type of possibility. You know, not all these are straight away or announced straight away. I'm hoping that they'll do some sort of rematch with today, uh WrestleMania backlash, just for those guys to insert that a little bit more and then build up for some new tag teams. I mean, let's face it, we saw the start of RK Bro this week as well, which is always um, plus side, I guess, um, as it gives Randy so after the Fiend feud, because sort the of Fiend's now going off, Alexa Bliss and this Lily character, who I'm assuming we're going to see soon, I wonder who they if it's just going to be. Alexa Bliss in different makeup wearing a mask or if they're going to incorporate a new character a different persona and another female wrestler into it uh personally I'd like to see it where they introduce a new female wrestler and just have Bliss doing what she's doing at the minute which is kind of a mouthpiece being a little bit creepy and doing the best work she's done um in my honest opinion I believe the work that Bliss is doing at the minute with the whole being twisted and incorporated by the fiend i believe is some of her greatest work in wwe but i've always held bliss in high regard so we'll move on to nxt now there's a fair few bits of talking points with nxt they're doing a lot of build up a lot of returns a lot of comebacks so we started from what i we started off with dakota kai versus mercedes martinez which ended in disqualification when raquel gonzalez ended up hitting martinez with a big boot after a stare down it then went to raquel mar raquel gonzalez absolutely annihilating martinez outside the ring i mean if you've watched any of the youtube clips of the beatdown or even watched the episode live some of the bumps that Raquel did to Martinez looked nasty. So I'm assuming that's going to build to a title match between those two, going to a feud for the next takeover. Then we had Bronson Reed, my boy, same last name as me. Can't knock him, got to love him. Big guy flying around doing what big guys really shouldn't do um, against Austin Theory. If he won, he got a North American title shot again. This went down to the way trying to get in the And then Dexus Loomis come down theory got sidetracked by Loomis and it ended with Bronson Reed getting a title shot after hitting the tsunami on theory. I think now is time to have Gargano drop the strap and chase the world title, the NXT world title, uh, just to give Killian Cross a bit more title defenses. I mean, it's pretty much guaranteed at some point there's going to be a rematch with Finn. You've got Kylo Riley, Adam Cole. But I think you've got a nice chance to have more options if you release Gargano to go for the higher title after losing the North American. Then you had tag team match Killian Dane versus Imperium. Obviously, we all know this is just a way to make Imperium look a lot stronger. So, it ended with Maverick taking the pin off of a springboard elevated uppercut you then had the return of timothy thatcher timothy thatcher came back and they are now going to feud with grizzlejung veterans which i think has the potential to be one of the greatest technical tag team matches you will ever watch champa thatcher James Gibson, uh, James Drake, Zach Gibson. How can you not, looking at that match, think how good is that match to be? Um, for me, I think that'll be absolutely amazing. And at the end of that segment, with an in Cole, Adam Cole's just pretty much doing his heel. Stuff complaining that he made the interviewer take long to get there, complaining he was getting sunburnt comedy value to the he character, I guess. Um, and then just pretty much stating <clears throat> that he's going after Killian Cross and he's going after that title. Um, obviously having quick jabs at Kyle O'Reilly at the same time, it cut out with Kyle O'Reilly just sitting watching the interview, shaking his head. So I don't know if that feud's over or not. I kind of oh, I want to see those guys move on to different things. Move on to the NXT title picture. Then we've got our main event. saw Ms. Kashida versus Legion de la Fantasma. This match was absolutely crazy. Spots were placed. But Legion Del Fantasma doing what they do best, they isolated and then they ended up leaving it into a one on one. Three on one situation with Wesley Nash Clark came back at the end. It ended with Legion Del Fantasma picking up the win and then a beat down at the end to see all three of those holding up the titles. Is this. The future proceeding itself. Or is it hype for the matches that we know we're going to see? You know you're going to see Legion del Fantasma versus MSK. And you know you're going to see Kushida versus Phantasma in a rematch for the title. I personally like Kushida with the Cruiserweight title. He's been NXT a long time. He had a brief feud for the North American. But I feel like... Cruiserweight titles—a way for him to be, be himself, still be a technical wrestler against some of the high-flying guys. We all know he can do some high-flying stuff, but his submission game is phenomenal. So it's nice to see him being able to kind of knock down some of the high-flying guys with some groundwork. It also opens up for the possibility of some other matches. Like, I'd like to see Kushida versus Maverick again, Uh Phantasma, even Wesley could go for the title at some point. You've got so many options there for him because he can gel with so many people. So for me, um going into it, you know they're going to be takeover matches, MSK versus Legion General Phantasma and Escobar versus Kushida. Uh, Let's move on to Dynamite. Dynamite was, okay, I guess there's a lot of, for me, there's too many factions in AEW at the minute. You've got the Inner Circle, the Disciples, you've now got the Factory, the Nightmare Family, you've got Omega's faction, you've got Eddie Kingston and Moxley now kind of forming a faction to go against the other guys as well so there's a lot of you've got team taz the dark order there's a lot of factions these need to kind of break away a bit so i'm going to start with the first match of the day which was brian cage versus darby allen no it wasn't brian cage versus adam page (laughs) sorry um So, for me, this was actually an interesting match because the week before you had the undefeated streak versus the undefeated streak. Stark was on a seven win and Page was on a nine. Obviously, Page went over to make it ten, but this week he's facing Brian Cage. Shockingly enough, Brian Cage went over clean on Adam Page. The match itself was actually really good. Obviously, we all know Brian Cage is an absolute beast. He can fly, he can powerhouse, he can do everything. But it was nice to see him actually getting a little bit of a push. He's he's kind of been in limbo since he got given the FTW title. And it was nice to see him being able to actually go over clean over somebody and win and build a little bit of momentum will aw ever recognize the ftw title as an actual title and have him defend it on a regular basis i don't think so um they've had many opportunities to do it he's kind of just carrying it around as an accessory to be honest and as disappointing as that is Unfortunately, it's, it's hard to put something forward that you can't give a massive backstory to. But don't get me wrong, I'd love to see the FTW title defended and get a bit of a history to make it a recognized strap, give Brian Cage something to do. But I just don't see AEW doing that personally. Then we move on to a tag team title eliminator match. So I'm not 100% sure what I call elimination matches. The straps are on the line. It's just a title match. Um, Unless it's... I've never been clear on it. Unless if they lose, that's it. They don't get another shot sort of thing. But you had the Young Bucks versus the Sidels. Now, obviously was a brilliant tag team, brothers, obviously John, main man of the podcast network, has actually interviewed one of the Sidel brothers, and it was an absolutely amazing interview. And it was nice to see him on AEW and teaming with his brother. But we all know at this moment they don't have the recognition in AEW as a solid tag team at the minute. Even though we all know they are, um, unfortunately, AEW doesn't recognize that. So we all kind of knew this was going to be the Bucks going over, building on their heel character a bit more. Uh, It finished with Bucks going over and SCU coming down at the end, saying that they didn't like the fact that the Bucks had changed their mentality and maybe it was down to them to kick it out of them. As we all know, SCU have got this clause on them when they lose a the tag match. That's it. They split up and they go solo. So this is going to build up for a dramatic feud. I don't think anyone wants to see SCU disband. And I don't think at the minute with the Young Bucks being part of Omega's crew, do they really need the tag titles? I had privilege to order this stuff. It just feels to me like they're using their power in... AEW to kind of go, well, we haven't had them yet, so we're going to have them for a bit. I don't personally want to see SCU split, but in the same breath, as much as I like the as Tag Champions, I would rather see them lose it to somebody else. So I think they had the perfect opportunity to drop them to Death Triangle with obviously Pent has kind of gone off doing his own Thing at the minute with his new mouthpiece But I liked the Death Triangle And I like the concept of Death Triangle It's Three of the greatest high flyers Together And it's also three of the greatest wrestlers Together And When they were together they gelled really well So for me it was a case of You've kind of took Penta out of that And it was kind of annoying Um So I want to see Death Triangle Versus the Young Bucks for the titles, and I want the Death Triangle to pick it up. Whether it be Penta and Phoenix, Pack and Phoenix, or Pack and Penta, or Penta and Phoenix, I want to see them hold the straps. Whether it be Lucha Bros or whether it be Death Triangle. Then we saw, I think. A lot's happened. There's a lot to remember doing this podcast. Uh, Uh, Sorry. It'll come to me. Um, Then we had the... We're supposed to have Eddie Kingston versus Nawaka. Um, Eddie Kingston refused to fight him put him in an ankle lock threatened to break his ankle uh, this led to Kenny Omega just going eh, he's one of my goons I don't need him around which led to Steve Cutler coming down and John Moxley Moxley threw Omega in the ring and Eddie Kingston got him in an ankle lock threatened to break his ankle Don Callis came down which led to granting Moxley and Kingston a match against Omega and Nakawana for a match, a tag team match next week. Um, this feud's obviously been going on since Omega won the world AW world title in the last exploding match, which was abysmal. Um, Not the match itself, but the explosion at the end was kind of anticlimactic. I stayed up and watched that and felt like the ending was a bit of a waste of time. Um, I feel like this feud needs to come to an end, personally. You're holding Omega away from really having a legit number one contender for his title. Um, Would I like to see Omega versus Kenny? Uh, Eddie versus Kenny? Yes. Yes. Like see Moxley versus Kenny again? Not so much. Um obviously we've seen Moxley Kenny did a few did pretty much the whole time since AEW started. Um, I think it's time to put a pin in that. Maybe knock Moxley down to face all in. Um Yeah, so for me, it's time to actually have a solid number one contender and stop all this feud stuff. Um, So, yeah, for me, next week's tag match, I don't have much interest in it. Um, I just remembered what other match was, now. So you had Orange Cassidy versus Pendle. Uh, Shockingly, for me anyway... With Penta going off on his own now, you had Orange Cassidy go over to win. I wouldn't call it a clean win because there was interferences from Penta's new mouthpiece with the microphone. And technically, Cassidy kind of used a foreign object to get the win because he hit the orange punch with microphone in hand. But it was nice to see Orange Cassidy starting to build more momentum again. Now that he's back, it was nice to see it all come full circle, shall we say. He was one of their biggest baby faces. He obviously got taken out, injured in the Kip Sabian and Miro feud and stuff like that. And he came back and all of that. So that was nice to see. Uh, it's nice to see him going over, getting wins on what I would say is one of the best wrestlers in the world today in Penta. Um, Then we saw the Blood and Guts Parlay. in other words, it was just a promo segment for both teams to say how they're going to beat the hell out of each other next week, which I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the concept. I want to see how they do it. For me, it just looks like a War Games match. And the way the rules have been next Described and explained, it's just War Games, um, obviously under a different name. So, I think that's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see which one AEW have put their faith into as the dominant faction as well. So, that'll be fun to see. And we get to the main event. Darby Allen doing what he does every week defends his title against someone in Dark Order. So, Alan went over, but what was interesting was how Sting accompanied to the ring because he knew other members of the Dark Board would be down there. What was more interesting was the end of the match. So you had Ethan Page come down. He attacked Ali Allin, And you had Scorpio Sky come down, and he locked Sting in a heel hook. Is this going to be another cinematic tag team match? Is it just going to be a basic tag team match? all i know is having sting with all in is working really well for all in's character it's kind of like student teacher sort of thing obviously we know it's not that case it's mutual respect between each other and they're kind of similar um i believe that all in's becoming the sting of aw uh, back in the old style sting you know with the wolf pack wcw i think that's where all in's going with aw um whether this builds to anything else, I don't I don't really know. Um I think it's more just just trying to keep their name in the TNT title picture personally. So for me it's gonna be pretty good. Um I think Ethan Page is one of the greatest technical wrestlers. Has he had a chance to shine at AEW? No. Scorpio Sky again's another one since his heel character's gone doing some of the best work he's done. I believe that's pretty much him out of SCU now, pretty much as a solo wrestler now, um, which I believe better for his character. So that was it really for my AEW review. Uh, TNA, not really much to talk about with TNA. Uh, they announced a tournament going into the next pay-per-view, which will end in a six-man match. He had three qualifying matches this week. He had Chris... Bray versus Jake something Chris Bray went in so he was the first entrant then you had Matt Cardano and Brian Myers Cardano went over on that after the kind of fishy finish at Rebellion then you had Sammy Callahan versus Eddie Edwards which ended in a no contest because the good brothers and Kenny Omega got involved during the qualification, so it ended in no contest. What will happen with that? Guess we'll see next week. There's no indication of there being any form of retro punishment, or if they'll just replay the match. If they'll both go in, we don't really know until next week. I'm trying to get all the news on the online stuff, but there's nothing really leaked yet at this precise moment. Um. And you had Joshua Alexander defend his title against Austin Ace. Obviously, first title defense, great match. Josh Alexander is one of the greatest technical wrestlers. There's a reason he's called the walking weapon. He is literally amazing. Um, Against Austin Ace, Alexander went over. Can't really have him lose on his first title defense. It doesn't really make sense. That's really it for TNA. No real major talking point apart from the tournament leading into the next pay per view. Then we moved to SmackDown. SmackDown again was dominated by tag matches. We opened with Bianca Belair. Street Profits came down. Rhodes and Rude and Ziggler came down. Bailey came down. Ended in Bailey getting shoved to the ground, saying that she was going to challenge. Bell for the title. This led to a six person tag match. Chaotic match. As you'd guess from a six man. It finished with Bella hitting the KOD on Bailey and Ford getting the pin on Rude with the springboard frog splash. Which was nice to see. It wasn't just a generic, it was a springboard one, different variation. Nice to see. Then you saw a IC title match, which was obviously Big E versus Apollo Cruz. Cruz retained via disqualification after Kevin Owens came down to attack. Can never remember his name, the guy that does the Nigerian nail now. Um, Commander Azurs. Commander Azurs, I think is his name now. Um, so that ended in disqualification and Sami Zayn came down. It ended with the heels laying out the baby faces as you'd expect. Whether this is going to build into a tag match, fatal four-way for the IC title, at backlash. That personally is what I'd want to see. You can keep Cruz's momentum going. He doesn't have to pin to lose the title, stuff like that. Uh, it'd also be nice to see other people incorporated into the IC title picture. Do I think Sami Zayn deserves to be in it? Not particularly. Um, I know it's just trying to keep a feud going with Owens, but Sammy's not really done much for me. I mean, his conspiracy theory stuff was absolutely amazing. I love some of the work with that. Um, I feel like Kevin Owens was thrown in against Sami Zayn to give them their WrestleMania match. Um, I've recently watched some of the backlog of NXT when they first came in, and they've stated on 24 and other interviews that that was their dream. Their dream was to have their WrestleMania match. They got it. I don't think they got it under the circumstances they wanted, but they got their WrestleMania moment together, which I think is amazing. Credit WWE for doing that. We then have looking forward to the most uh, the career versus all in all, Daniel Bryan fought like his career was on the line. Came Straight out the gun, swinging, drop kicks, running knees. All the usual Daniel Bryan stuff. Uh, unfortunately, he was on the losing end. He passed out to a guillotine. That's it. Bryan's off down now. But for me, the most big talking point was he, he's got a cut off. Um, the match ended and Roman tried to give him a concerto. Cesaro came down. Tally, so got involved. They tied Cesaro in the ropes while he watched Brian get concertoed. Uh, for me, the major talking point from this was the fact that Dan's now got options. Uh, Dave Meltzer apparently announced yesterday that Brian's going to NXT. There's other rumors saying Brian's going to Raw. Out of those two options, I'd rather see him go NXT. Um, I stated it on the Jonner's thing, yes, on John's post with it yesterday. Um, as much as I don't really trust as a source for I like to do research and if this is true, you've got some amazing opportunity, for Brian down there. Not only the stuff behind the scenes, he can work on his producer stuff. He can get behind ring. He could be a great leader for the young talent over there. He'd be great at teaching how to develop character, how to do everything. Um, it's the matches you could have as well. Yeah. Um, Gargano, Champa, Finn, Cross, Fury even. They all t- have some matches. So for me, I'd love to see Brian go to NXT. Um, just wanted to say, shout out to Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Uh, they do their Prediction League. My T-shirt came because I won at WrestleMania weekend. Check out their website. Check out their Facebook page. Get involved, guys. There's free play and there's normal play. Uh, But for me, that's it. I'll be back next week with some more reviews.